You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is AJ Black, editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we are going to talk about the basketball game, which just ended between Boston College and Wake Forest. We are going to talk about Boston College wide receivers. And we're going to get into the news. Now, later on today, you may notice that there is a special episode on our podcast feed from the Locked On Network. Check that out. Uh, That's got some really good information in there. I hope you enjoy that. Now, for news today, we're going to turn to the world of hockey. Now, we had mentioned Boston College is playing UMass Lowell this weekend. So we already know that was happening. And Marshall Warren is suspended for that first game. The big news, there was a few big things that came out today. Now, the first is that Logan Hutzko is going to miss the remainder of the season due to an injury. Now, he missed all of last week due to an injury, undisclosed injury, and this is going to keep him out for the rest of the year. But on top of that, it sounds like Hutzko, who was drafted 89th overall in 2018 by the Florida Panthers, will be heading to the NHL at the uh, when he's healthy enough to do so. Now, Hutzko, he's a big deal for Boston College. He is uh, He's recorded 51 goals during his career, had 101 career points. You know, he's a good puck mover and very good, uh, you know, offensive player on that line with um, Alex Newhook. So, obviously, losing him is going to be a big loss for Boston College, and uh, they're going to have to figure out to move some of their other pieces around to fill that gap. On top of the Hutsko news, we also found out that the Hockey East tournament is going to change its format this year. Now, if you remember in years past, Boston College uh, would play, if they played in the first round, that usually was a three-game series held at the team that had the better record. So in years past, like I remember there was a series against uh, Vermont. They played three games at BC. Then they go to single elimination after that. Now, what they're going to do this year is go strictly to single elimination through the whole tournament. So just one loss, you're out. I think they're just doing this because of the issues with COVID, with the issues with um, you know certain teams having to sit out games. They're just trying to get what they can get through. And uh, that's I think that's where they're going to have to stand with that. I had to offer a little bit of a retraction from some of the things I said yesterday. Now, I talked about the snubs on the Boston College magazine uh, list of top 25 athletes in Boston College history. And uh, someone had reached out to me to let me know. The version I read, I didn't see this, but they had a bunch of different categories on the side that did highlight people like Peter Pete Frades, the offensive line, Mark Hersley, things like that. So they were they had like some other subcategories that I just didn't see. So I want to give them credit for putting them on there as well. And in terms of football, no real Boston College news announced today. Uh, There may be some news coming out. I can't talk about that, but there is some things that are coming down the pike. Former Boston College offensive uh, coordinator Todd Fitch 
has found a new role. Now, if you remember Todd Fitch, he was at Boston College in 2015, the year where Boston College's offense was a complete disaster, mostly because they didn't have a uh, quarterback. They had Darius Wade go down early, and then they were going between Jeff Smith and Troy Flutie and just couldn't get anything going. Well, Fitch, after he left... Boston College went to Louisiana Tech where he completely revitalized their offense, made them one of the biggest, uh, best uh, offenses in the country in terms of what they were capable of doing. And he used that as a stepping stone to go to Vanderbilt last year. Obviously, we saw that at the end of the year, the the Commodores fired Derek Mason. They released all of their staff, obviously. So Todd Fitch just took a new job as the offensive uh, analyst with the... Ohio State Buckeyes. So it's going to be two Boston College offensive coordinators on that staff. Obviously, Ryan Day is the head coach. He was a former offensive coordinator before Todd Fitch, and now Fitch will be there as well. And my final piece of news was just a, and this can kind of be a a conversation in itself. I saw someone post, yeah, Bill Connolly of ESPN, he does his SP+, and everyone bows down to it. I've told you before, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't think it does a great job with Boston College. But next year, their predictions are laughable with where they have BC. Now, they gave out, you know, they they go through and they do a rubric of how each team will do it on their schedule and what the percentage of win, uh, winning that game will be. Get this. Bill Connolly's 2021 preview has Boston College winning four games in 2021. Four. Now you have Colgate, UMass already as wins. Temple will most likely be a win. So is his projection, and I can't see it because it's behind a a paywall, but is he really projecting that BC is going to win one ACC game? When you have Syracuse, you have Georgia Tech, I, I don't get it. Florida State, Louisville, they're all not playing that well. Louisville, the one the site that I saw was a Louisville site, had Louisville as a 65% chance of beating BC. So, again, I I say this with with caution towards any statistical analysis. I I think statistics do a great job with blue bloods, with the Georgias, the Alabamas, the USC's, Ohio State's, Texas, Oregon. You know, those types of schools that are like factories. You can you can count on what they're going to do year in year out. I don't think these things, these statistical analysis, do a great job with teams like Boston College, a team that develops players that you know you you find diamonds in the rough. The numbers don't always match up, but I, I that's usually what I think of when I think of like when I see Pro Football Focus doing this, when I see Bill Connolly doing it. I, I just don't think the numbers tell the whole story for BC. But even that, the numbers themselves, like, okay, so the defense improved. The offense was very good. You, you know, what did, what does the this statistics say? What do they need to see to show that BC is going to fall apart this badly? I don't get it. Like, BC is a four-win team. I just, I couldn't, I, I died laughing when I saw that. I was like, this is ridiculous. I expect that out of the other magazines, but when a statistical analysis of a team that went six and five and has probably one of the best eight quarterbacks in the ACC next year, um, when they when they put them down as probably one of the worst ACC schools in the country, ah, 
it just it's not where I'm going with that. So in a moment, we're going to talk. Speaking of bad, let's talk about BC basketball who lost their 12th game of the year. We're going to talk about them in just a moment. But before we do, I want to talk about our title sponsor, rockauto.com. Now, if you are someone who needs to get some work done on your car, you have a couple options. You can go to the chain stores, you can go to the dealerships and spend 30, 50, 100% more for the exact same auto parts. But why would you do that when you can go to rockauto.com? They are a family business serving auto parts with excellent customer service for the last 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, they have everything that you need, whether it's engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, you name it, they have it. Whether it's for your classic car or if it's a daily driver and you have that you know, SUV, they'll get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, they have low prices for everyone. All you need to do is head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know you sent you. we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Now, I want to tell you about a special podcast that we have on the Locked On Network. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball, discussing the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to Locked On Presents their podcast feed anywhere you find your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Let's talk a little bit about basketball. Now, Boston College on Wednesday night just finished their game against Wake Forest, a game they lost 69-65. to And, you know, you talk about these games over and over again, it's the same thing, you know, the struggles that you talk about. And I just have to say, following this this game was just brutal. Boston College shot 33% from the field, 24% from three-point range. Wake Forest shot 27% from three-point range. And they shot 59 three-pointers between the two schools. So they were trying it quite a bit, and they couldn't hit anything. Now, if you... You know, Boston College, they they had they still have their issues with with injuries or or COVID protocols, so they had six players again. Now this time, instead of having Luka Kraljevic, he was out hurt. They put in uh, Makai Ashton Langford, who returned for the first time in a bunch of I think five games, and he scored two points, went one from five from the floor. You know, Boston College, they it was just like every other game. They fall behind, they they crawl back a little bit, wait, they can't do enough to win, and then they you know, the other team just puts their foot on their throat. So Wake Forest, they start off, they build a lead, you know. Boston College, they go through their struggles shooting. They were shooting twenty five percent by halftime. They had twenty two points in the first half. And Wake Forest had a ten point lead. And no one was doing anything special in this game. Obviously, I just read you the stats. Wake Forest really wasn't shooting. BC couldn't score. You know, they did, again, not to make excuses, but BC just didn't have any bench. And they, 
they don't have a go-to score. With Winston Tabs out, you saw Jay Heath and C.J. Felder again. They combined for 37 points. I thought C.J. Felder had a really good game. You know, he finished with 17 points and 14 rebounds. Now, I love his game. I wish he played the four. You know, they move him all around, so he's not. there's no specific place that he goes, but he seems like the perfect power forward. Um, and he's shooting better and better. Um, I like his game. I just think he's going to be, next year, a really good offensive player for this team. And Jay Heath, you know, he's hot and cold. He didn't shoot all that well, but he scored 20 points. Um, but, the, you know, this is the same thing over and over again. The shooting was poor. They only turned the ball over four times. So that is, that's big for Boston College, you know? You know, they that's been an issue for years and years. And they didn't do that. They just couldn't score. And they got two bench points again. I think that's been the story. They had six last game, and it was on two last second three-pointers by Andrew Kenny. But they just they don't have they don't have the horses right now. And you know, I watch these games, and I've told you this before. This game just particularly was just painful to watch. You know, I, I was bored. I was just like, is this game gonna end? Because BC was down by like 15 at one point. They fought back. Credit to them, but it just felt like it felt like both teams were playing in molasses this whole game. No one was doing anything all that well. They just really it was just it was kind of boring to watch. And the the part that I noticed watching these games is that, and I don't again I don't blame anyone for this, but it just seems like the fans just don't care. Like no one interacts with any of my posts. Like when I post about football, my God, I could tweet something and I'll get thirty responses immediately. It's like crickets with basketball. And I, I get it. You, I don't know who would want to watch this at this point. And, and it's, it's you now Boston College is now 3-12. and 12. Wake Forest is probably one of the few teams left on their schedule that they could beat. And they just, you know, laid a clunker here. And they're missing half their team. They are playing, you know, really poorly on offense. Their defense is better, I guess, but that was because Wake's offense is putrid. And they they end up losing again. Now on Saturday, they get to play Syracuse again. And if we go back to what happened the last time Boston College played Syracuse, you can remember exactly how that went. I think they lost by 40 points. It was one of the worst games of the season. It was the game where they just could not do anything. And they get to do that all over again. So it's a 2 o'clock start on Saturday. I don't know. I'm going to watch it, but uh, I don't think many of you will. And I think at this point, you just look at the – it feels like we're just running out the clock. I feel like the fan base is running out the clock. The team's playing the, – the part that kills me is the kids are trying really hard out there. It's just not happening. It's just, you, don't have, you don't have a score. You, the defense isn't there. The roster is a mess. It's just – it's just not working, and they're trying. You see them really hustling. They're not giving up. You know, they didn't quit on this game. They did, you didn't see them quit, but the results aren't there, and no one cares. And I think that's just where BC basketball is right now. I mean, at this point, there's not anything you can take out of these games. You don't. You can't take a positive because there wasn't really anything positive. My one, as I said before, my one positive from these games has been CJ Felder. He's been a positive all year. I don't think he's the best defender right now. And that'll grow. If you get a new coach who can teach him that, I think he'll get it. But as a, as a player, 
an offensive player and as a rebounder, I, I've liked what I've seen out of C.J. Felder. And I think moving forward, he, you know, you get guys like Hint, you know, Felder, DeMar Langford, another forward that you can build around. And then you got a few guards. Again, we talk about Winston Tabs. He hasn't played in a while. I don't know, you know, obviously there's the COVID issue, but he, you know, even before that, he seemed like not the same player with his knee issue. So I'm not sure what his future holds with Boston College. Jay Heath, I like his style, but he needs to control his game a little bit more. He's all over the place sometimes. And those are your players right now. You got Makai Ashton Langford. You know, I don't know what he's going to be able to do. Stefan Mitchell, he's obviously leaving after this year. Kamari Williams is not anything that you can build a, a team around. I don't, he he's an end of the bench type of player. No offense to him. And then that's base. You know, Justin Vanderbilt. We don't know what he's going to do, but he definitely doesn't look like he's ACC ready yet. So that's where the program is right now. We got about another month or so left of the season. You know, BC sits at three and twelve. I mean, at this point, all these games that they missed because of COVID. I kind of hope they don't make them make it up. Like, what's the point of it? Like, really, at this point, why should Boston College have to make these games up? Like, you had the, the players do what they needed to do in these games. They're not, like, playing to get into a tournament. Like, at, at this point, if you make them play it, it feels like you're doing it so the teams they're playing against can pad their resume and get an easy win. But, like... For the BC fans, for the BC players, it's not doing anything. Just I just want the season to end. I just want us to move on. I want to I want to get into off season mode so that we can get into more of a positive mind frame and and get if it, if it means getting a new coach, which it seems like that's where it's heading, we can start talking about that because that'll get people interested. That'll get the fan base back and engaged and get us into that next step of like getting this program out of the cellar. And back into respectability. It, it all it takes is, as we saw with football, it takes one hire. You hit that that hire out of the park. BC basketball is right back. And as I said, I was just saying, I think there's some chips here with the right coaching staff that could put them in the right position that they could be much improved in 2021. So, just my thoughts. Now, women's basketball this weekend, they're off because they have a COVID issue on the squad. They're going to miss some time as well. So it just, again, these COVID issues just keep popping up everywhere all over the country. Um, and again, the women's, I feel like, have played once in the last month. Um, in that game, they lost against Louisville. Now, in a moment, I want to talk about a like a post I saw on tw- on on the web and my thoughts about that. And it has to do with BC football. So we'll check that out just in a moment. But before we do, I want to talk to you about our friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football may be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, for today's game against Boston College... It's I I, can't, I don't know where their stats you know where they get lines from that's not my thing but they had Boston College as a one point underdog and that seemed like easy money and if you bet on Wake Forest you would have won but that's where you can go over you can head on over to betonline.ag real time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine all you need to do is head over to the website or use their mobile device to sign up today and receive fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Now let's chat about Locked On Bets. Uh, this is a great show. Now, like, if you want good betting advice, head over to Locked On Bets. It's a really engaging and interesting show, and it'll get you energized to make some make some money on betonline.ag. Now, betting on your team doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the experts at Locked On Bets. It's hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get your daily picks and quick quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by BetOnline.ag, wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. In our final segment, I want to talk a little football because I can't make it through an episode without talking football because that's what I like. Now, on 247 Sports this week, I saw an article on their Wake Forest site that talked about Wake Forest having the best wide receiving core in the ACC in 2021. And my my antennas went up because my or you can even say my hackles went up because I was like, no, they don't. Um, now, if you look at Wake Forest st- uh, statistics from this year, obviously they were going to have Sage Surratt, who arguably would have been one of the best wide receivers in the ACC. That's definitely sure. But they also had a true freshman that really lit up the league. Jaquari Robinson, who had 62 receptions for 926 yards and eight touchdowns. He's a junior. Sorry, he's a junior. Uh, obviously, great tight, uh, top end wide receiver. And impressively enough, he did it all in nine games. Now, you look at what else Wake Forest has. And I, I have to admit, like, you just, you're just looking statistic wise, right? They have two other guys that had about 30 receptions each. That's good, but look at what Boston College has. This is what my point of what I what I'm going to talk about here. Now, Jaquari Robinson, I still think matches up about what you would expect from Zay Flowers. Now, Robertson has an extra year on Zay, so I think Zay with another year in this offense could do better, as good, if not better, than what Robertson does. The other guys on Boston College's wide receiving crew. You have Kobe White, who was not playing this year, but had, you know, you can you can easily expect him to get 40 receptions next year, 45 receptions. He's a top-end wide receiver. He did all that with no quarterback um, to throw him the ball, basically because the offense was so ground and pound. On top of that, you have C.J. Lewis, who is one of the, is going to be one of the better red zone targets in the ACC in 2021. I just, I, you know, he jumped up this year. You saw him make the big plays for Boston College football. I think C.J. Lewis is really good too. And then you have the, uh, you know, Jalen Gill, you know, oh, another wide receiver who had his moments for Boston College. He had 29 receptions himself, but he only had one touchdown. But so much of that started at the end of the year. As he got more and more confident in that offense, he grew and grew and grew. So he's going to be even better. And then Jelani Galloway, the same thing. Galloway had 15 receptions for 197 yards. So you have, with Boston College, you have the top-end tight uh, wide receiver, probably one of the best in the, in the ACC in Zay Flowers. Then you have the perfect complement for him in Kobe White. So you have two really good wide receivers. Then you have 
all these other targets. So you have Lewis in the red zone are a big target just to hit. Jalen Gillard, your speed guy, and Jelani Galloway, who's just who's growing. So I look at that, just those five guys alone, you haven't even talked about Ethan Williams or Taji Johnson growing into this offense. And I'm going to argue that Boston College has the best, one of the best wide receiving groups in the ACC. Now, obviously, Clemson probably is just going to reload again, and they'll be the best, but I'm talking number two. And I think Boston College is going to be right there. I think they are, you know, they're better than Wake Forest. I think there's probably, you could probably find a team that might have a few other guys, but like top to bottom, I think Boston College wide receivers are going to get a lot of recognition in 2021. They have a good quarterback throwing them the ball. They're growing in this offense. They're going to continue to get better and better. I mean, the only like little piece that you have to worry about is they're not going to have Hunter Long out there. Obviously, he was a great safety blanket for everyone on that offense. He's gone, but we'll see what they do. And, you know, the other piece that could happen is, you know, the wide risk, the running back position. I don't know how Boston College is going to adjust from 2020 where the wide receivers didn't do all that much. I mean, the running backs didn't do all that much and and try to figure out how that can become part of the passing game. Because if you get them out there too, that makes the wide receivers even more dangerous because that can really screw around with with coverage. So that'll be something interesting to watch. Now on tomorrow's show, we're going to preview the weekend. We have you know hockey, we have basketball, we have a lot to cover, plus any breaking news that comes up with Boston College. So you're going to want to check that out. Now if you have not done so already, head to your favorite podcast directory and subscribe to Locked on Boston College. Make this part of your daily routine. Whether you're doing dishes or working out or commuting to work and you want something to listen to and get in some of that Boston College news and notes, head on over to that Locked On Boston College podcast and listen to us every day. Make it part of your routine. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. My name is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I am the editor of BCBulletin.com. Check out my work there. We have a lot of stuff going on uh, that you're going to want to check out. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care.